The Sports Bash with Mike Gill on 97.3 ESPN. Now, live inside the Matt Black Kia Studios, here's Mike Gill. All right, Sports Bash Live, 97.3 ESPN. A lot of fun there. Schweiner's great. You can uh, watch him or listen to him. Watch and listen. Saturdays and Sundays from 10 to 12 in the locker room. Although the next thing I agree with him will be the first. I've, I've been there, trust me. Uh, Todd and Brigantine, great segment. Hockey chat with a blue end sneaker guy. I think Schwab actually owns the blue end sneakers. Oh, for sure he does. I think it's a no-brainer. Right? Does. Yeah. I like to get Schwab back on the phone and, and, and get his mindset when he purchased those. Like, what was his mindset when he said, yep, I'm going with these? It's a great question. I wish I could even pretend like I know the answer, but I just don't. Like, at some point, he just tapped out and said, yep, I know. It's time. Because I think Schwime's aware. I think he's aware now that we made him aware. I don't know if he was at the time. You don't think? No, I think now he's looking down at his sneakers going, damn it, I am wearing these. (laughs) Well, Todd and Brigitte, I'm wondering if he knew that Billy was the blue end sneaker guy or he just is assuming based on the conversation. Right, because you could tell when you speak to somebody, it's, ah, that guy's such a blue sneaker, blue end sneaker guy. Yeah, like, was he, like, he essentially was, like, listening to this conversation, I know what footwear that guy's gone with. That's probably You think that. so? Yeah, for sure. That's that one. Um, Your boy uh, Durso chimed in. Yes, he did. He put up some cracking up emojis to start us off, which is fantastic. Our Flyers insider, Kevin Durso. The best in the business, by the way. The best in the business. I don't know that there's a Flyers guy that I've ever been – that's been better. No, I agree. I've been here for about two years. And when I I met Durso, and I I went right there, I'm like, yeah, you got a winner. When did you meet Durso? When I came here. I mean – but you've never actually met him. No, just via Zoom. And That's we would the talk best to part him. about it. What, that we don't even like, yeah, know each other? Nobody, I've actually met him, met him. Yeah, well, I guess via face cams don't count as meeting, meeting? Nah, not really. Okay. No. Well, then, yeah, I haven't really met That's him. That's like yet. the Thousand Pound Sister. She's dating Jerry. She met him online, and they talk on the internet, and then he came to Kentucky to meet her. That's the first time they met. Wait, is this the show where these two sisters have like a YouTube channel yeah. and all? You watch that too? Of course. I didn't know you were into into that to that degree. Thousand pound sisters? Yeah. Oh yeah. My fiance loves them, cracks up with them. Think oh, they, she thinks they are the funniest thing in the world. They're hysterical. It's a little outrageous. I love though. what they do the YouTube. I'm Amy and I'm Tammy. Yeah, but didn't the one end up getting everything? Well, she had the she lost enough weight to get the surgery. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So how does she look now? How much weight did she lose? How much does she uh, weigh? Is she I mean, still in like five hundred range? The last did time she, she weighed in, she was two ninety. Wow, that is a huge drop off. I thought she'd go from like a thousand to like six. No, no, no. They're not a thousand each. <laughs> they were a thousand together. That makes more sense. Who knows where these crazy Although this, people? This last episode was hysterical. <laughs> So the the bigger one, Tammy, I think her name is. She had they keep telling her like you need to lose weight to get the surgery. So she went to the doctor and she weighed, I want to say like five ninety something, right? <laughs> I can't, can't believe I just thought that they both weighed a thousand each. <laughs> no, together they weighed. Yeah, that 1, makes way more sense. But go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so she got on the scale. She was like five ninety something. All right. Well, the doctor had a call back and said, you know, hey, I want to do a follow-up. How are you doing? What was your last weigh-in? And she went up to 644 in a month. And he said, 
She gained 50 pounds in a month. What did she do? Nobody could figure it out because the sister's like, I didn't, I, I haven't been giving her any food. I, like, you know, situations would come. You become enabled. The people, hey, I need this. You watch that show enough. It's like a Hallmark show. Someone enables you. They keep giving you the same food. You know, the, you know, the end. And so this girl, thousand pound sister, Tammy, she met a guy on BBW chat room. Big, beautiful woman. Yep. And she's from, he's from North Carolina. They talked on the chat. He drove to Kentucky to meet her for the first time. Now, that's love. Now, do you think this guy knows who Tammy is? See, that knows I can't the show. Out. He and, is like, so. Does he seem genuine? Uh, ooh, skeptical, huh? I mean, he's, he's got to weigh 130. That's a difference. He, he's a small man. But some people, uh, you look. Right, Some I'm not right. that right. No, saying, like there's a definitely. I mean, that's his preference. Apparently, now the family keeps asking, like, "Hey, she needs to lose weight. She needs to get the surgery. Are you okay with that?" Because he prefers a larger woman. Right now, so that plays they're into worried that he's going to like try to like not let her lose the weight because he wants to keep her at that size. What Although the problem storyline this is right now, you want to? I'm going to go watch tonight. Dude, it's kind of unfortunate though, like. I mean, he came to visit. This was kind of weird. He came to visit, and she has to get in, like, the wheelchair. She can't walk. They have to wheel her everywhere, and they're in the store. He's not even helping her. Wow. Her sister's husband's the one, like, pushing her all around. Come and stuff. on. And he's just standing there. So I'm like, he doesn't really care about this woman. He just wanted to take a ride to Kentucky, see what was up, and, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. Another thing is this is such a big part of their lives. If they become skinny, which they are trying to do, of course, is lose this weight. Does that take away of the my 1,000-pound sisters, though? You know, like, do people care about you once you become a normal person in society? Do you still have the following that you did? Or maybe people support what they did so much they'll still have that that cult following. Well, they have the you YouTube channel. You know what that's like. I mean, you have sports talk with broads. Uh, yeah, but it's nothing like this. I mean, I don't have my own TV show, although that would be pretty cool. You do now. Well, that's right. I do. I do. Right? Look, yeah. wave Here to we the are. people hey, out there. I give hey, a wave just like Josh does it. Here's a head nod. No, but I looked up their net worth, and it's apparently the two of them combined are worth about 500000 That's more than my net worth. Yeah, Is it? well, keep that YouTube channel going, and maybe you can get that. I don't know if they make more money off YouTube or... Hopefully they don't get copyright strikes. That show. wouldn't be good. Yeah, no. you don't want that. No, but um, I don't know that they use music and videos and all that stuff. I'm sure they've read the, the rules. Right, everybody does. Right, but that being said... They, I don't know if they create the channel first or created it when they were on this show. Yeah, that's a good question. What this came is first? the second season. Oh, there are only two seasons in. So this is fairly new. I thought this has been going on for quite some time, to be honest with you. Well, the first season seemed like it was pretty long, and they went right into the second season. Well, got to give the people what they want. Yeah, well, Jerry's got what he wants. He's got Tammy. Tammy seems like a Now, the woman. girls, again, they're not both 1,000 pounds. They're together they were no longer because amy is about 300 and uh well they're about 900 together i guess well i give them a lot of credit and look i'm not i have no room to talk but i'm just saying that's the name of the show Oh no yeah i'm not i'm not judging anything it's just it's the show and it's but you've it's never seen it i when i walk through the room and i see it's on there are times where i'm like just peeking around what are you what's on the tv here i'll stay for five minutes i'll laugh once and i'll, I'll head out well the funniest thing is like i get the alerts on my phone now wait what i guess that they know my viewing habits 
Could you? Imagine, I have YouTube TV. Imagine being in a That's big business meeting. That's the problem with having meeting. YouTube TV. Did you see? Speaking of a big business meeting, did you see this video the other day of the lawyer was in like a deposition? No. And it was the lawyer, the other lawyer, and the judge, and the guy had a filter on his phone, and he was a cat. Come on. In the deposition, he couldn't get the filter off. So he's in the room in the, on the Zoom call, and he, the lawyer was um, was a cat. And he's like, <laughs> well, obviously I'm here, but I'm not a cat. He's like, I don't know how to turn this off. Oh, my. You got to be kidding me. Can you imagine being on the Zoom call with Doc or something after the game on, on NBC Sports Philadelphia, and you're stuck in, in something like that? I mean, that's equivalent to what it is, right? You're stuck on your Zoom settings. I guess. See, I haven't figured out yet how to do a backdrop or anything like that. You should that. probably keep it that way, though. I don't. Sometimes the backdrops take away from. I don't want to be a cat. I can't stand when somebody gets into the, like the. We have these uh, at, at at here. We use Teams, but Teams, Zoom, whatever you use. I can't stand when people have the backdrop up because. The second they move their head, they go, they get, they get lost in the backdrop. Okay, so now I, I saw that all over Twitter. Josh I'm gonna put it. Show- I'll put it up on the screen for the people who are watching. Yeah, Josh is showing me this now. So I saw it all around, but I never clicked on it to see what it was about. But it was all over my Twitter feed last night. So he was actually. I thought more of a Snapchat filter where you can see it's still the person, but maybe they have whiskers on their face or something. But that's straight up a legitimate, you are a cat. He was the cat. That's insane. Yeah, I don't know. So apparently, now my girlfriend was telling me that his eyes were going all over the place. Oh, there it is. Yeah, it is. His eyes are like moving around as if it's his eyes, yeah, right? Yeah, I, I guess so. And Because he kept, he's looking around trying to figure out. So if you're watching the show on our website, 973ESPN.com, I'll share the screen so you can see uh, the what we're talking about here. All right. So is that up on the screen now? Yeah, there we go. So this is the guy. If you check him out, he's the cat in the right hand corner down there. See him? Yeah. All right, here we go. So here we go. Video settings. Uh, you might want to, uh, uh take, take we're trying look. to, we're tr- can you hear me judge? I can hear you. I think it's a filter. It, the, it is, and I don't know how to remove it. I've got my assistant here. She's trying to, but uh, I'm prepared to go forward with it. That's, I'm here live. It's not, I'm not a cat. <laughs> That's insane. I can I can see that. I'm here live. I'm not a cat. Yeah, I can see that. That's amazing. I love the fact, though, he's like, we're here, and we're prepared to move forward with it. That's insane. I mean, I don't even know what to say. How how can you possibly be in that situation? Just where you thought you hit rock bottom. Which is worse, the girl who used Gorilla Glue in her hair or the filter guy? Definitely the hair one. Because this is, I mean, look, it's it's embarrassing, but it's not as bad as having to go to a doctor 10 billion times to see if you can get your hair cut off your scalp because you use Gorilla Glue, right? I mean, it's got to be the Gorilla Glue one. Yeah, I mean... The fact that the woman thought because her hair product was got to be glued, that that Gorilla Glue would be like a comparable product. That is the most astonishing thing. 
Right. The cat filter, it's unfortunate that he got there, but it's yeah, not as if he put glue in his hair. I'm not sure that I would figure out how to get the Well, that's cat what I was saying. Off. If that popped up originally, it's like, whoa, what do I do here? Now you got to start messing around with the settings. So, like, I understand where he's coming from, but it's an unfortunate situation. Yeah, I can't. I don't even know. How, like, I don't understand how the people put this. I don't. Maybe I don't have that level of zoom or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, I've never seen anything like that, to be honest with you. The cat? Not to that degree. <laughs> no, I've not seen that. Not to that degree. No. <laughs> but I was thinking with the, the two, one, the, my 1,000-pound sisters. The 1,000-pound. The 1,000-pound sisters. If you're in a big business meeting, right, and let's say your computer, your laptop, well, you don't have a Mac, but this would be the, the thing is, if you have an iPhone and a Mac, they're linked together, and you're showing a PowerPoint, and your YouTube TV thing gives you a notification, everyone in that office and everyone in that meeting is going to see that you're now getting notifications for the 1,000-pound sisters, you'd be judged. That This this caught me yesterday. I got I got caught. Not caught, but I... What so, else are you watching behind the scenes to get you caught? Sneaking caught. on any of those uh, late-night HBO shows? Mm. <laughs> The Cat House. Yeah. yeah. Remember that one? Oh, I, do I ever. Um, what am I watching? I don't know. Like, um, I've been watching this Your Honor. Yeah, but that's not anything. You know, I was watching Shark Tank last night from Friday night. Man, this this guy came up with a great uh, little. It's not my scented socks idea, right? I gave up <laughs> on that a long time ago. But that You're done with that? Yeah. I, I just, I here's where I'm lost. You wash the socks. What happens to the scent? Well, that's the proprietary part of it, that the scent doesn't go away. But you know what? It's almost <laughs> like the – what a scam this is. Is this not the big – you bring this up. What a scam this is. The people who have sold the car freshener. Because you, it runs out? It runs out in a day. Yeah, the tree ones. The, the classic the tree, tree ones. And yet that tree is still making it. Well, People still get suckered into buying that tree. Yeah, and you know what I hate about it? Oh, well, you're not supposed to take the whole tree out of the bag. What, am I going to dangle the wrapper through Guess my what? car? Guess what? I've tried that technique where you it has like you you bring it down to this <laughs> level and then, and then the next level. And like you're supposed to bring the bag down like each like week. You lower it. one. That doesn't work. Not at all. Not at all. And I have that, one of those on my thing right now. It sucks. Yeah. The thing is, too, I've had the same tree hanging for over a year because that's the problem. It stops smelling after like 48 hours. And then you just leave it there because I'm so disenchanted. I'm not buying another one. I agree. It's such a scam. By the way, Joey D is is chiming in here saying the Gorilla Glue Girl has a GoFundMe page with over $10,000 in it. Where'd you see that? On our fantastic uh, stream here. Joey D commented in. The Gorilla Girl has a GoFundMe page. She has over 10000 Now, there were people accusing her of making this up. Well, that that kind of give her props. Making 10 grand up. Yeah, what can we come up with? I've been thinking about that for a while. Did you by the way, think of that? Did you see the guy who streaked on the field? Yeah, this story seems too too uh, Is that for real though? Cuz here's something I was thinking about. If you're like uh what was it? There, there was a a a bet that you could make, right? Where it was will LeBron's name be brought up first? Will Tiger Woods' name be brought up first. You know what I mean? Considering Tom Brady is going to be the greatest of all time, there was a prop bet that you could bet LeBron James, Michael Jordan, whose name was going to be brought up first. 
Well, if Tony Romo knows that that bet is in place and knows people who bet that, can't he be the one to just mention that during the broadcast? Isn't that kind of flawed? If you know that's a prop bet and you know people put money on something, it's like, can Tony yeah, Romo say that? Does he know how much money is going to one side or the other? I don't know. I mean, I would imagine that it doesn't matter only if he's talking to his inner circle. Well, oh, you're saying that somebody, somebody got in on it. Yeah, exactly. I'm not saying that happened, but how, isn't there some of these prop bets that are easy to manipulate? You would think. Just kind of interesting. Like, will, will um, Andy Reid say burger in the post? Right. Did that one end up hitting? I don't know. And here's another but one. They lost. The Gatorade one, there's someone who pours that Gatorade that knows what color it is. You're telling me he's not giving a little nod, nod, wink, wink to his brother or sister? Oh, I don't know about that. I think they have different Gatorades all um, in the containers there. That's fair. That's fair. That's a good point. But there's plenty of other prop bets that you can come up with that is easy to manipulate. If you think about it, someone has the information. Now, Matt sent a tweet at Mike Gill Show at Broads81. He says, you had to keep the tree air freshener in the wrapper and slowly expose more of it each day. It lasts a lot longer. I don't. I tried that. It does. I tried it too. It's terrible. It's and, terrible. And you say a lot longer. Okay, forty-eight hours to seventy-two hours. Exactly. Not enough for my liking. Now I go for the ones with the that you could put in the vent. Maybe it's like for breeze or something. Those ones last a little bit longer than the trees. The, you know what I'm talking about? The air fresheners that go in the vents. Yeah, they're like squares. They tell you right off the bat this thing's going to last like fourteen days. That's fine. At least tell me the truth. Damn it, the tree. Somehow, though, is the go-to for everybody. You're right. Who was the first person to come up with that? The tree is like the standard of car air freshener, and yet it doesn't work worth a damn. Well, that's kind of my philosophy with the socks. Everyone needs socks, and you always need to replenish socks, so you go scented socks. This is the same mentality. Everybody needs a car freshener. Let's get one that runs out quickly because you're just going to keep buying more. Well, they're only like 99 cents. Right. They're not very expensive. That is true. I wonder if there's someone who just like rubs an apple on a piece of wood and then moves on to the next one because that's how they smell. They don't smell that great. Well, there's a couple that smell really, and they're really strong for a very short amount of time. It's like... The tree is essentially like a bubble gum. Well, how much of you it get is that good flavor <laughs> for like the first couple minutes of the bubble gum? And then it, I mean, they've scammed us on that too, that the gum flavor never stays. Well, how much of this too is us getting in the same car every day where we don't recognize it? But if someone new came into the car, they'd be like, wow, this smells great in here. That's a possibility. It's kind of like this room. What's wrong with this room? Well, there's times when you leave the room and then you come back and it smells like a goat's. Yeah, having, you know, relations with a hippopotamus. It's the strangest thing in the world. Yeah. Why but have we come to a conclusion? Once you're in here, it doesn't. But it's when you leave and then come back. That is very true. This room is a mystery to me with this smell that we have. Now, I haven't smelled it in a little bit of time. Have you? You know when I didn't smell it? When? The day Josh wasn't here. Oh, uh, you can't do that to Josh like that. Look, he puts his head down. He's laughing. <laughs> no, we've kind of... Uh, had this problem where there's three of us in here separated by more than six feet, but you're way over there. He's way over there and I'm way over here. I don't know. It's just three, but like, I don't know why that makes any sense. I've sat in a room with three other people before and it doesn't smell like a goat's rear end. Yeah, I'm with you. I think it has something to do with, you know, we bring in food sometimes. So yeah. then we'll have some heated up food and, and just, uh, just, Three men talking sports, maybe. That's the scent. Maybe we can make that. A, we should make this scent an air freshener. Yeah, it's like the Seinfeld episode when uh, 
Kramer wanted to get bottle up the beach. Yes, that is correct. We we're going to bottle up the new scent, Three Men Talking Sports. That's a disgusting <laughs> scent. Please don't buy this. Here, we have a new uh, cologne for you. It's called The Locker Room. Oh. Then Billy would get sensitive and be mad that yep. we stole the name of his show. Yep. Like 900 other shows in this world are called The Locker Room. And Stop. Billy's mad at those Stop. people. Stop. He's, He's had that him. argue with me before. That what? That, he, that people stole the name of his show. People stole the name of his show. Yeah, you never heard that? Uh, I have him get mad about that before. I have not. So I wanted to... Uh, get involved in this conversation because my name got brought up. So my personal... What is this, like a presidential debate? Yep, that's what hey, he said like. my name over there. Yep, that's the, why Billy caught in earlier. Now yeah. it's Josh's turn. So my working theory is that the problem is the walls. I actually smelled a couple of the walls before, Whoa. and I got really disgusted. So can you give us... Since we're, we have the show on on well, we uh, have like padded walls. I would love right. to and see they're, and they're not this. normal walls. They're actually like fabric on the wall. Yeah, there's like... Uh, you can't have regular, um, you know, quote unquote, soundproofing. Yeah, but the problem is, it smells fine until about four, four thirty, coinciding with when Josh gets his lunch. Okay, I guess we're well, on here's something the thing, here. The walls are and it's soaking. Not, okay, in here's the another air. thing: the lunch is the same every day, and so is the goat smell. And so the correlation could be. Whatever that, what is it? Broccoli and chicken, right? Broccoli, uh, chicken. It's usually broccoli. Yeah, broccoli doesn't have the most. Uh, it's a not a great smell. No. So, and it doesn't smell like bo. To be clear, it's not like no, it it's actually not smell- human bo. No, it's it's not. not like somebody hasn't. Okay, so when I was in college, I was the sports director of the radio station. There was a guy there who was much like Josh, in terms that he was like the technical guy. He was very smart with like all that stuff. That's the nicest compliment Mike's ever given me. No, he's giving you some good ones. No, that's not true. He's giving you some good ones. (laughs) He was a very important cog of the wheel, this guy. So, but he had tremendous B.O. What, tremendous B.O.? I mean. Like you gave it a a round of applause? It deserved one. Okay. Like it had its own zip code. And everyone would complain to me because he was on the sports staff and I was the sports director. Well, I'm like 18 years old, 19 years old at the time. What am I supposed to do? Hey, buddy, you know, you smell? Yeah, you have to take a shower. Right. So it was like I had to go to the station manager and be like, you know, we got this guy. I know everybody is complaining. But I don't understand. (laughs) How can you possibly get to a point where you smell that bad? Now, don't get me wrong. You go to the gym. You have to run to work one day. And it's like, I did not have a chance to shower. That's That's very situated. Right. This This is like I. I actually do not shower for periods of time. Well, I think what it was, like, he did a morning shift that maybe he didn't take the shower when he went to the station. He waited till after. Because I've been around him other times when he didn't have the B.O., but he, it was unquestionable in the morning. Yeah, but there's no way that even if you shower, like, if you're a nighttime shower guy, or let's say you're a shower guy in the morning, you shouldn't smell that agree like that egregious I agree. by the end of the day. No matter what you do, if if you're not working out or anything like that, if you're just working. Yeah, nobody in here has BO problem. No. No. I think it's food. I love yeah, that story that you gave, Mike, gross. because of the fact that I used to work with someone who had incredible, intense BO as well at my last radio job. Didn't Schwein work with you at your last radio job? This was not Schwein, but it's someone that Schwein knew at one point in time. And I actually went to my own boss, the general manager of the station, and he gave me a similar answer 
Yeah, we know. You're not the first person to come to us about That's this. a tough one. I think you sit them to down. tell somebody you smell? You have to. You would sit on that. I down. would. I would. We Say, had, we had a can of Lysol spray <laughs> in the smell. studio. And every time he left the studio at my old radio job, we would spray the whole chair and the studio because we just couldn't take it. But if I smelled, I would want you guys to sit me down. Be like, bro, you got to do something about it. I'm like, okay, thank you for letting me know. I'd rather that's know. That's because you have a level of self-awareness. A lot of people don't have that level of self-awareness. To shower? It's beyond yeah. showering sometimes. It's just uh, This hour is brought to you by Bernie Robbins Jewelers. Shop the Valentine's Day sale now at BernieRobbins.com. Coming up, we'll talk a little NBA with Keith Smith from Yahoo Sports. Yeah, some people don't have the uh, frame of mind to understand that a shower is helpful. That's all. Yep. All right, coming up, Keith Smith. Stick around. Sports Bash 97.3 ESPN, the free mobile app. It's ESPN, the free mobile app. And now you can watch the show live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at 973ESPN.com. All right, Sports Bash 97.3 ESPN, the NBA tonight. And, of course, the Sixers take on the Blazers. Now, the Sixers... I don't know what the uh, injury report is, but I guess Milton had that ankle problem the other night. He might be uh, uh, iffy. Blazers, I think, are without McCollum and Nurkic still. I think Dame Lillard's back. So maybe we see more Tyrese Maxey stepping into that Jake Milton role. Yeah, I'm not sure what's up with the. We talked to Michael Kasky Blomain about that earlier, and I guess he brought up, a, you know, the point is that, you know, there's more guys back, and he was just kind of out there. But I thought he was playing a little bit even before all the injuries. And look, he's played well enough that I don't know why he completely lost his spot in the rotation. I think it's just like he was saying before. You're in this situation where you're like a legit contender team. So it's tough. It's tough to find minutes, you know? I don't think it's anything he did wrong. It's just trying to find out the balance of what's best for this team moving forward. Well, well, would you look at would you look at a loss tonight? without McCollum and Nurkic and would that like be something that would I don't know send up alarm or like you know change your opinion because last time it was like ah they lost that game they were on the road it was kind of but like is this different this time no because one regular season game would never sway me one way or the other I, I think I have a good grasp on what this team is after 25 games like they're a team that is in the conversation with the Nets with the Bucks yeah they are in that conversation but the one but is the but we've been talking about for a couple of years. So I think I know what this team's identity is. A, a game against the Portland Trailblazers, I don't know if that will sway me one way or the other. All right, let's ask Keith Smith, NBA writer, Yahoo Sports, as he joins us here on the Boardwalk Honda Hotline, and ask him if he has a, uh identity right now. What would you say, uh, Keith, is the identity by the way you're muted over there i can't unmute you you got to do that yourself if you can hear me there you go there we go uh, what would you say we're i don't know i mean it's kind of hard because of the way this season is but we're into february we would be like coming down not the home stretch now but we would be getting into playoff positioning now normally but february hoops midway through february what is the identity of this sixers team in your in your view uh, I think defense still is pretty high up there. I think they, when you think of them, you think of them as a defensive team first and foremost, and then Joel Embiid after that. It's to, to me, that is 
there had been that question of whose team is it going to be? Is it Embiid's or is it Simmons? For a little while there, was it Jimmy Butler's team? There is no question in my mind now, this is Joel Embiid's team, and they're going to go as far this year as he can carry them. Now, let me ask you, if you think that that is something that maybe Brett Brown didn't specify and that that was a problem, like, hey, whose team is it? Is it – Benz, is it Butler's? Is it Embiid's? And that Doc Rivers has made that clear. Joel Embiid, this is your team. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I it, it maybe, but I think I'd put some of that back on Embiid as well. I don't know that he was ready for it to be his team. When when, when a guy couldn't necessarily finish games and was struggling to be out there late because of his conditioning and foul trouble and in the like, I think that makes it hard to really say, "Hey, this is your team. We're going to do that." I, my guess is that that has been the plan since the day he was drafted was, you know, eventually we want this guy to be our guy. He's our franchise player, and now he's finally there. I I, I really want to know if he took to heart getting swept last year in the first round, and if that was really him kind of coming back this year and saying, that's not happening again. We're, we're never doing that again, and it's uh, I'm going to make sure that this doesn't go because that's kind of the way he's playing right now, that it's it's it will not be be me the reason we lose, I am going to make sure I can carry us. So this might be a tough one to answer, but this team right now, I don't know that talent-wise it's at the same level, but Simmons, Embiid, Harris, Curry, Green, and then what they have off the bench, you know, Milton, uh, I think their bench, they probably need another piece or two off the bench. But do you like this five, maybe not as talented, but fit-wise, better than the Butler team? Yes, a hundred percent. I think this group fits better together. As long as Tobias Harris is going to continue to play at this high of a level, you're not missing much from, uh, you know, that's no knock on Jimmy Butler. Great all around player was really good, but I think what he did was his, uh, need to have the ball a lot. And that's not a criticism on him. It's just how he plays, took it out of other guys' hands. And that that's a challenge. And I don't think you can, you'll really have that. You need Simmons to make sure he he's involved. You need Embiid to get his touches. And then you have to be in a position where uh, uh, Tobias Harris is getting plenty of shots and touches. And then Green and Curry need just enough shots to stay in rhythm. And I think that's really important. And I think that that's where we are now with this group is we're seeing this team, uh, you know, fit better together. Everything just makes a lot more sense when you watch them play. Yeah, is it fair to say that this is who Tobias Harris is at this point? Big fourth quarters, he's making big shots, they're going to him, even if he has a bad three quarters. Here comes the fourth, and he's helping out Joel B, taking the stress off of him, maybe a little bit off of Ben Simmons as well when it comes to the offensive game. So we're, what, 25 games in or so? Is it fair to say this is Tobias, or does he need more time to, to continue to prove himself? I think it's fair to say this is Tobias Harris under Doc Rivers. He, he played this well with, with under Doc with the Clippers also. And I, and I think, yeah, I think Tobias Harris has always been a guy. My issue with him has been he's a 20-point-per-game scorer who scores 30, 10, 15, 5, 25, 40. You know, it, it's always been all over the place. Where A lot of times you'd rather have the guy who's going to score 20 every single night 
and then occasionally bump up but not have those games where he drops off. Now it's just consistent. And that really goes back to last year. I thought he was really starting to get that consistency in. But I think what Doc does is he makes sure um, very much so that if they go a couple possessions in a row without Harris getting a quality touch, he runs something for him. He makes sure. If they go a few possessions without Green or Curry getting a shot, you know they're coming off a pin down or they're going to run through a maze of screens and they're going to get a look. So I think that's been a huge difference is it's we're going to ride Embiid, we're going to ride Simmons, but we got to make sure these other guys stay involved and engaged in the game. And that's, I think, made a major difference for this team. I said the other day, they've won a handful of games in the last week or two that I don't think they win last year. I think they probably lose the Lakers game, maybe the Hornets game, and then their game uh, the other night against the Kings. Those all feel like games this team would have lost previous, and now they're winning those games, and that makes a massive difference in how you think about them going forward. Uh, the impact of Simmons, I want to get your take on that. There was a stat out there that when he's off the floor, they're the worst three-point shooting team in the league. When he's on the floor, uh, by the way, the percentage is 29%. When he's on the floor, 40%, almost 41, it's like 40.7, second best in the league. And we talk a lot about, well, his scoring average is down. He's only averaging 13 points a game. But I guess the big mystery will be, is his impact still being felt because the fits around him are better, making him not need to score as much. And that number there kind of justifies that. Yeah, absolutely. He He's, you know, it's we got to put out of our head that he's ever going to be a consistent 20 point per game guy. I don't think we're ever going to see that. And if you do, it's probably not a good thing. Probably means you're not a very good team. Cause I think what we need to see now out of Simmons is the playmaking. And that's what he's been doing is he functions as he's almost, it's so weird because, cause he's six foot 10, but he functions like an old school point guard. He gets into your defense, drive and kick. They're, they're running a little more pick and roll this year with him operating as a pick and roll ball handler. It'll be interesting to see what happens come playoffs. The teams really bail out on him and say, all right, we're, we're just not going to defend him at all. We're going to back off. But you guys know I've long held if you're going to do that, you better have rim protectors because he's so big. He'll just barrel right into the teeth of the defense anyway, and he can either get a shot up or he finds a pass out to somebody, even if you play off him by several feet. He's just not going to pull up and pick up the ball and just stand there and hold it. So that that's the thing that gets, gets a little tricky if you just want to drop off him. But did much like I think a lot with the 76ers. There's a lot of people who are like, yeah, this is cute. This is nice. Show it to me when the playoffs come because that's what really matters. Yeah, that's kind of the mentality I'm in with Ben is I know how great he is. I keep hearing about all this that he does, and, and I value it. I'm not one of those that think it's not valuable, but we know that there's a hole when it comes to that half-court set game. But speaking of him and how great he is at defense, he's an elite defender. He struggled against De'Aaron Fox, who's so fast, and it makes sense for him to struggle. But isn't it even crazy that we think, huh, at 6'10", with that body frame, we expect him to almost be able to hang with him because he can hang with anyone. Yeah, it is weird, right? It, 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 those have been kind of the guys who have always given him a little bit of trouble, those really fast, quick point guards, and I think that's fine. And, you know, I, I go all the way back to Ben Simmons is a better defender than Magic Johnson was, but those were the guys who gave Magic problems was when the other team had a really quick, fast point guard. That's you know part of why – Byron Scott ended up becoming the guy who defended those guys. But, you know, they, their challenge has been to who else, if not him. Danny Green can't really do that anymore. Seth Curry's not, he's not on the team for his defensive ability. So, yeah, so Simmons does it. And, you know, if there's 
five point guards in the league he's going to struggle to check. So be it. You live with them against everybody else, and you're perfectly fine. Keith Smith, Yahoo Sports, covers the NBA. Let's look at some NBA stuff with Keith real fast. And, you know, I don't know. This regular season is a little wonky with uh, the COVID guys in and out. So do you anticipate that the seedings aren't going to line up? In other words, we might not get a true – indication of the pairings the the way you know you might get a four or five that really should be uh, one team should be two the other one might be seven I mean uh so sh- how much should we read into this regular season and the pairings yeah I I, I think that's a great point because you're definitely going to see some of that especially um it, with how condensed everything is it's you're a good week away from being the two seed and you're a bad week away from being the 10 seed you know, just, just everybody is so tight and so close right now. So so I think that is what we're going to continue to see. I think we're going to see these teams continue to be bunched up, and, and that's that's going to result in uh, some playoff matchups where you're looking like, wow, you know, Team X made it made it to the three seed, and this team's down, you know, at seven, or this team's in the play-in and, and the like. And that, that should make for a very interesting playoffs. What will become very, you know, interesting to see as the season goes along is, are there teams that start to prioritize matchup versus seed do they look at it and say well seed's not going to matter as much there's no you know probably not going to be full buildings you know even by playoff time and if fans aren't going to be in there raising a ruckus so do we want to look at it and say all right you know we're better off against this team so if we drop back a couple positions in the standings it's not the end of the world by the way is there any thought of doing playoffs in a bubble or is that not even being considered not that i've heard I, I, the playoffs they, there was a point where things really started looking kind of dicey where I didn't think they were ever going to say we're going back to the bubble to finish out the season. I don't think the players would have got gone for it for you know a long period of time, especially considering you would have all 30 teams there again. But I do think what there's been some discussion of at points back then was, all right, if we get to the playoffs and things are going the way they are with you know the entire teams being shut down and those kind of things, maybe then you look to do the playoffs in a bubble. But now that it's kind of calmed back down, we're, we're one case in the last week, zero cases the week before, I, I think the, the, the fear was that there might be one more spike kind of post Super Bowl party spike. Let's see what that looks like. And then we can get, get, you know, this thing moving and then vaccinations and all the other things that are going on by then. I, I know now the plan is just play the playoffs in the regular buildings. Yeah. Well, what do you think about teams like the New York Knicks and they're opening up like, Hey, we're going to have 2000 fans or what do they say? 10% of the capacity 10%, yeah. allowed into the stadium. I think it's crazy just because it's New York. You hear it about Dallas. It's like, okay, well, we know they've been doing it down there in the South. But for it to be New York, I think it kind of makes a statement. Yeah, it absolutely does. It was one of those things where I had this conversation with someone uh, the other day, and they were like, well, you know, there's not going to be any fans. And I was like, "Ah, I don't know about that. You know, the Knicks are opening up, the Nets are opening up, and if New York's going to do it, then does California start to get pressure to say we got to allow a few people in? And then Boston, I I don't – Philadelphia doesn't have fans in yet, right, No. as far as I know. So, you know, eventually, you know, does everybody feel pressure? You got to let some people in. I don't – I think I prefer the way uh, most teams are doing it where it's nobody's on the floor. With the fans, the the whole the nonsense in Atlanta that went on with the fans was just stupidity anyway on the fans' part. But but they don't need to be that close. Why are they that close to the floor at all? 
Like that shouldn't even be a thing. So maybe that's what we go back to. But I, I think by the end of the year, we're probably going to see fans in most, if not every building, uh, but it'll be a small amount. It won't be, you know, 17 to 20,000 like most of these buildings hold. Uh, interesting one tonight, Boston and Toronto. And as you mentioned, uh, this playoff pairings and the standings are kind of uh, going to be interesting. But right now, you know, Boston is a four. Toronto all of a sudden's a five. So they've all of a sudden started to play better basketball. So it looks like in the East, the only team that is not back in the mix, where Orlando's won, but uh, Miami, we had talked about them last week. They've won three straight here too. So this Eastern Conference looks like it's going to be very similar to what we saw last year. Yeah, I think it is. I think minus, you know, maybe the Orlando Magic, it's probably going to look very, very similar to to last year's uh, grouping as as I, you know, kind of scan through it. We'll, we'll see, you know, what comes out of the play and that that's going to be kind of the question mark point. I think Miami, and I've thought all along, we'll get it together and get there. It's just going to be, you know, what comes in the play and who who gets there and how, how does that work in eight, knock off seven and, and get themselves in right away. Then what happens, if, you know, can 10 get in and get hot for a couple games. And I think if you're the Heat, you're looking at it now as saying, we're just going to keep doing our thing and hopefully know that by the time, if it takes us, you know, having to play through the and we feel confident we can do that and get to where we need to be to be a playoff team and then make another run. But but they're making a that's that's gonna be kind of interesting to see, you know, how teams approach that because to right, this Keith Smith point, follows the NBA at Yahoo Sports guys. at Keith Smith. NBA and of course you like go walk Honda hotline it's the Sixers and the Blazers tonight we'll see how the Sixers uh match up against this Portland team who's missing a couple guys but the last time they smacked the Sixers around without key guys so that's the late game tonight 10 o'clock on 97.3 ESPN and Keith of course we always appreciate the time man good talk Hey guys, you picked on me. Oh, last look at that time. What do we got? What do you got? There you Pair go. of shorts. You got the six or in the shorts. house. That's a nice oh, item. Rose was uh, trying to guess what hat you were going to go with today. He so. goes, Song. <laughs> nice. Looks great. No hat. Hatless. Finally got a haircut. All right, man. You do the same. <laughs> Keith Smith, everybody here on the Sports Pass Live on 97.3 ESPN. He had the Sixer pants already for us there. How yeah, he's just a basketball junkie. I love it. I really do. His I backdrop love it. was nice, though. He's got the uh, dream team up there. I love it. OKC pants, Sixers pants. He's got it all, man. Hey, this hour is brought to you by Bernie Robbins Jewelers Shop, the Valentine's Day sale now at BernieRobbins.com. The Sports Bash is brought to you by Amerisave Mortgage. Lower mortgage rates means more savings. Find out more at Amerisave.com. All right, when we come back, we got the five. We'll wrap up the show. Game night tonight. Kevin McCormick, Sixers, Blazers, has the recap of today's G League opener where a couple of two-way players shined. Get the details at 97.3 ESPN. This is the Sports Bash on 97.3 ESPN, the free mobile app, and watch the show live at 97.3 ESPN.com. All right, time for five questions to get ready to wrap up the show tonight. It's been a fun one today. 
Uh, I won't be here tomorrow or Monday. I got a couple things I got to do. So uh, the guys will hold the fort down. Yes, Josh and I will do that. Uh, so how about this just started off? Jeff Skversky had an interview with Joss. And Joss said, from my understanding, it's that the Colts have offered two second-round draft choices, maybe a third or fourth down the road. That appears to be the best offer I have heard. Your initial thoughts? Um, when he says maybe a third or fourth down the road, does that mean a third or fourth round? Here's down my the initial road? thought. My thought is this: like I'm thinking, okay, if I get two first round, second round picks, now I have three second round picks. I could do a lot with that. I could trade back into the first round and get to the spot that I wanted to get to with your pick. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So I don't hate the deal. If you're, but are you going to hold out for more than that? But what if it costs you this this offer? Then it can be damaging. But when he says maybe a third or fourth down the road, does that mean another second round pick down the road or a third or fourth round pick? Yeah, I don't know. I you, mean, you two know? second round picks seems to be like, hey, probably we'll give you realistic. two now and we'll fit, you know, boom, boom, boom. But those two second round picks, that gives you three second round picks. I told, told, told you in the, in the break, you could almost get a whole new something. You can get a whole new secondary. You get a whole new defensive line. You can get a whole new offensive line. I would be okay with this. I would be okay with the two second rounders. I really would. Be. If that's your best, yeah, if that's your best then, offer. Okay, I would put it this way: that. would I hold out for more? Sure. If but if I have to at the end say that's the best, I would take that. I couldn't agree more. That's exactly where I stand on it. But it's interesting. I'm sure we'll hear we're here uh, more as the days move forward here. All right. So how about this? Sixers tonight. You think they win? Beat the Portland Trailblazers. Uh, no. Tough spot, road game. I know that they've been good on the road, but I think Portland uh, has their number. Embiid over 30 points, though. Every other night he does. So the answer is yes. Uh, any 1,000-pound sister watch before the Sixers? No, I actually uh, have a lot to do tonight. For the, I got a lot of stuff to, to do the next day or two. Okay. So and there'll be no 1,000-pound sisters. Tonight. They ben, were on last night. Ben Simmons over 13 points. This is me just spitballing. Uh, I will take the over on that. Okay. Portland's defense is horrible. All right, Josh has game night up next, and game night takes you to Sixers Portland at 10 o'clock.